And we're back, guys. It's been about a week since we actually sat down and recorded. It uh, she started her new uh, shift at her work, and it's been kind of a crazy schedule. So usually she starts her job about half hour before I get home from mine, and we've just been tired trying to live life, I guess. What you got, honey? I don't know. What do you wanna? What do you wanna talk about? What do you wanna talk about first? You wanna go down the list? You wanna do little introductions of us since we haven't done that yet? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, do you wanna start or do you want me to? I don't care. I'll start. Whatever. Okay. So, hi, my name's Brittany. I'm old. Thirty. One. Just kidding, I'm not old. I'm nine days older than him, though, so I'm the oldest. We were actually born in the same hospital, nine days apart. Crazy. So anyways, um, I basically had a crappy childhood. And now we're here. Healing. Not healed, duh. Hi, I'm Andrew. Uh, I'm also 31, like she just said. I got a twin brother, identical twin. Actually, mirrored. We're mirrored twins. I'm right-handed, he's left-handed. So that's kind of unique. I'm uh, heavy equipment operator. I had a pretty good childhood. Do you want me to just go down my list, start from what I've started, so like all my intro stuff? Mm -hmm. Okay. Alright. So. I. So right now we are um, <clears throat> no contact with my mother and my brother and my stepdad. Um, I don't actually talk to my biological dad. <coughs> that is. <laughs> don't laugh over there. That is completely just anyways. But I do talk to my biological dad's side of the family. They are great. Um, so we don't talk to my mom and I don't talk to my brother because they're basically the same person. And um, I don't know. I had to, I really had to come to terms with the fact that my mom was a, the mom that I needed like as a child like I love my mom and I always will and I'll always wish the best for her but definitely needed a better mother that was the thing uh, let's see um, be a welcome environment oh that leads me into being a welcoming environment for your kids to criticize you to be able to come to you and say I don't like you're doing this please stop and not like 
I don't want to say take it personally because that's exactly what you should do. Because if you're doing, like, if it's within reason, you should be definitely, if you're making your kid uncomfortable, you should stop whatever you're doing. So. Uh, let's see. Oh. When I was trying to tell you the other day, and I was talking about the hippocampus or whatever, um, I found out the emotional management starts at the age of seven and continues to develop continues to develop well into your early 20s so our oldest who is six is not even at the age where she's starting emotion management and so you also have to take that into account well i don't know why i and i didn't that's crazy yeah that is crazy um I don't ever put too much thought into the mindset of a child like I should. Let me rephrase. I didn't used to. Um, with their emotional settings, such as how they're feeling, they can't regulate their emotions. And as first-time parents with our oldest, who's six... We've never had a six-year-old. We don't know what to expect and stuff. So it, it's a learning experience for all of us. And, you know, if we're in the wrong, we definitely call each other out on it and start correcting yep. it um, immediately. And, um, um, which, so since it doesn't start until seven, she is, so, so since she can't, manage her emotions like right now she can name her emotions but she's not able to manage them which is why um i think it was last week or the week before we talked about how it's zero or a hundred and so like it doesn't no matter what right. it is no matter how small right it's <laughs> it can definitely be frustrating sometimes because you're telling her hey it's really not that big of a deal but to her it is and I think when we cross that bridge is to where she starts understanding. Yeah, my parents are probably right on this one. She probably don't see it. She won't see it like that. She does sometimes. She does. Sometimes you'll notice, um, depending on the situation, she'll be like, meh, okay. And then just walks off and you're like, oh. Yeah, I don't understand that sometimes. <laughs> like... It's it's slowly starting, right? I don't know. I love being a dad. What do you got on your list still? Okay, so um, it's the list is just kind of all over. So no, I I don't think I need it. Hold on, no, I can hear myself talking. Okay, um, next on the list is is a hard one for me. Because um, I think this was actually on your list too. Hold on. Oh, this sounds interesting. Um, yep, right there. All right, let's Forgiving hear it. Forgiving someone who isn't sorry. Ooh. Forgiving someone without an apology. Yep, that one is a tough one. Let's dig into that one. Go ahead. You, ah, oh my gosh, I could not tell you how many times that someone has done something that I feel, in my own opinion, and my own feelings is wrong or against me and I have to just 
let go of the fact that I probably won't get an apology because the person doesn't see anything wrong with their actions. <clears throat> and so I'm kind of just being held hostage by letting that person have power over me in letting that continue to upset me. Like it's one thing to feel the emotions at the time and then let them go, but like allowing them to have the power to bother you and then being having to just come to terms with the fact that like you're probably not gonna get that apology. You're really probably not. Right. Um, I definitely see that. And one thing that you're really good at is holding grudges. Um, you always have been. And I think that's a trauma thing. So, I'll call you out in front of everybody. That's okay. That's cool. <laughs> um, sometimes if you just let it go, roll off your back, not let it bother you world starts getting a little bit more brighter yeah um that's that's the one thing that i one of the one thing one of the things that i have done that has really just kind of changed my outlook on life <clears throat> one of the other main part of it is okay so forgiving someone who isn't sorry the other thing is not caring what other people think of you because other people's opinions of you is not your business it's not your business. So don't let You're it right. You. It's not their business. It's not your business. But if people always look negative on you and everybody has a negative mindset of you, is that the view you want the world to have on you? Because I'm not here to be liked, but at the same time, how do you word this? See, this is where Andrew and I differ a lot because... He cares what people think of him, and I really just, I don't, because people are always going to have something to say just because they don't like you. And the people that usually have something to say are the type of people that don't really like you. So, why does it matter what they think, and why am I going to concern myself with their thoughts? Right, I definitely see your side of it, and I wish I had that mindset like you. I've just, it's not something that I've ever been able to do. Um, I do care, but I'm also not really a people pleaser too, because I'll tell you, go fuck yourself, I don't care. I'm, I'm not doing everything, every single thing. I'm, I'm just not. But. You do have a tendency to let people take advantage of you. Because you want them to think you're a good person. It, sh it doesn't matter what they think because the people who do matter know you're a good person. Th that makes sense. I, I definitely see your side of it because I am a good person. <clears throat> it's hard. I get it. It's hard to like let go of that like, oh, I hope people don't like think bad about me, but we're not going to name names, but... I cannot tell you how many times I met a new person and they're like, oh, so-and-so told me that you were a total biatch. That's happened more than once for sure. <laughs> a lot. And they're like, yeah, you're not so bad. You don't say. <laughs> yeah, but we also keep our, our circle really, really small because we've, I mean, we've, we've had multiple friends that have turned out to be really shitty human beings and and if we just don't vibe with you like that we just not we're not gonna hang out with you we're not vibing like that we, we just don't 
sometimes just saying internet friends is the way to go. I, I just... Not even then. Stay out of my business, you weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Um... What we got next? Okay, so this is this is this is gonna be a hot take because I had this kind of like mini epiphany, <laughs> mini epiphany when I was writing it. So favoritism in families. Ooh, are we really going there right now? <laughs> no. All right, let's do it. Not with yours. Yeah, I know. Okay, just where you're mine. going with this? So. In my family, um, I was the grandmother's favorite, and it didn't occur to me. I was like, ah, favoritism in families, but I was the favorite. But when I was sitting here writing about it and thinking about it, I got to thinking. In the instance where families are like, where parents will kind of not pay attention to one kid because they think they're better off. I definitely think that was kind of the situation for me. So like my grandma could only save, like my grandma could only take care of one of the children that needed help. And so I think she just took me because I was also the one that I was the oldest. My mom was like, oh, you're a good kid. I don't have to worry about you. When really I needed a lot more help and went undiagnosed with a lot of things. And so I think that's why I was her favorite. So was, I think that's like a different kind of favorite. I don't know. But anyways. Um, what about your brother and your mother's relationship? That's where I was going next. My mother. So like <laughs> my mother and my brother have like this. Just It's just awkward to me. It's just awkward to me. Like that's one of those get off the tit type situations. Like. Is, be- is it because he's your little son? I don't understand it either because I would like to say I'm a mama's boy, but that's that's not even not close. Not even to that degree. Not even close. No. No. Not, not, no. <laughs> your mom wasn't present in a lot of you kids' childhoods, and you guys were left to fend for yourselves a lot of the time, and... There's a lot of dirty laundry down there that just stays down there. Um, he was saying my mom wasn't present in a lot of um, aspects of our lives. She was, um, mom's been to prison a few times and jail and what have you. And um, my sister and I, we were, I, I have a little snippet of our conversation, but um, I didn't we didn't get the chance to be like teenagers like rolling around teenagers because my mom was in um so when I graduated school my mom was in uh, my mom had gone to prison and my dad was deployed my stepdad was deployed and then I was 18 so they deemed me not fit smart choice to take care of two younger kids it was 14 and 12 and so they got taken and placed in the foster care system and um so i spent my teenage years alone with 
friends and whoever. You guys don't have, you guys are developing a great relationship now that you guys are older. And she has done phenomenal with her life. She's turning it around 180 degrees. Uh, very proud of the leaps and bounds that she has made. Um, yeah. We obviously, like you said, don't talk to your brother because he's just so far. He's so far up your mom's ass, it's not funny. And I'm not even sorry for saying it. It is what it is, and everybody can see it. Preston's always been the favorite. Always. I think my mom's slightly uh, racist. That's what I think. Like, yeah, and, we, and we've like thought mixed that. Kids, mixed kids, some mixed kids will know what I'm talking about when they're when their mother is white. Some some mixed kids know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's so fucking unfortunate. Right. I, I hope they are all on the right path of where they need to be in their life. I, I want to see everybody eat. I just don't want them to eat at my table. Right. Like, good luck to you. Best of luck. Catch you never. Um... And it was hot this last week, wasn't it? It was. Listen, I kind of enjoyed it, but also the sweat in such imaginable places was the freaking worst. My air conditioning wouldn't keep up in the house or in the equipment this week, past week for three days straight. I'm, when I get real hot like that, I start getting angry, and I get angry fast. <laughs> it's not a good trait to have. And he ain't kidding you. The worst is when you take a shower and it's hot in your house. You start immediately sweating right after you get out of that shower. Mm. You want to talk about a new level of anger. So here's a good one. Let's hear it. Parents letting their opinions influence their adult children's relationships. For example, my mom did not like the fact that when Andrew and I started talking, he was married. Although he was legally separated, the laws here, you have to wait a year after moving back, and he had, before you could get a divorce. So she let that influence the way that she treated him, and in turn treated us. Dude, it fucking sucked. It, I, it was nothing that I can control, and to get treated like that, like I was less than, it fucking sucked. That that stuff lit such a fire under my ass. Especially coming from my mom. You have room to say what? Because you don't. She shouldn't act like she's holier than thou. No. But... That's what someone who doesn't take accountability does. Well, that's true. I'm, I used to, and I'd be lying if I didn't say, but there was a lot of times where I thought I was better than people. I wasn't nice to kids in high school that I went with. I'm friends with a lot of them now on Facebook. You know, I've since apologized to, I believe I've hit damn near every one of you. <laughs> and if I haven't, I'm sorry. But just being in the popular crowd in high school, it, in the long run, it really wasn't worth it. It, 
How many people of your inner circle in high school are you still friends with? Personally, I, I we don't hang out. Like I'll, I'll if I see him on Facebook or if I see him in public, we'll we'll stand there and chat a little bit. But I mean, we're not going out of our way to hang out and stuff. But on Facebook, we interact with each other sometimes. I mean, I I went to school with um, a buddy of mine. He was in my homeroom class. What's that? First initial is L. LT. Okay, so now, now if you listen to this LT, you'll know this is by you. You're in my homeroom class, but I, we were I was picking intro music for the podcast, and he was big into band and orchestra and stuff like that. I just knew he had a big musical background, and if I'm not mistaken, he is a music teacher now for high school, which is really phenomenal. You know, I I don't follow his story 100% all the time, but I I do believe that he is, and. He's done really well for himself in life, it seems like, and it, it's nice to see the classmates succeed. It is. Even though that we we may not hang out all the time and stuff like that, you know, I'm still rooting for every one of my classmates that we went to school with. I mean, I want to see everybody succeed. That's where we're different. No, I'm just kidding. I do wish for everyone I meet to live a successful life. But I also hope you have the day you deserve. So, there's that. Um, okay, how about being direct in what you need? Because no one can read your mind. That is a really good one. Um, being direct in what you need comes down to a pretty much just communication. Um, sorry about that, guys. Um, it just comes down to communication. If you don't tell your partner what you need and they're just guessing what you need or what the problem is how are you going to be upset if they get it wrong right you can't you can't so if you tell them exactly what you need hey I need more of this I need you to pick up this amount of slack or I need you to do more laundry I need you to stop putting the laundry behind the door don't call me out like that right now it's okay. I still love you. I just don't know where else to put it. I know. It's so I, far away. Well, if we didn't have all this laundry and these all these freaking baskets, I got like 20 freaking baskets. I know. I, well, hey, at least it's clean. It's clean. Might have to dig for it, but it's clean. That's all that matters. You're not yeah. sending me to work in dirty clothes. All right. <laughs> and, and that's like another thing is in the being in being direct, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're wanting from me. Like when you, like when you need help, you, we went through a few years ago where if, (laughs) if you need help, you need to ask for it. I don't know that you're struggling if you don't say that, you know, and that's communication. Communication is just insane in the membrane. I know this is completely off the topic. But we color match right now. I'm serious. High five. Hey! <laughs> no, that's not good. It's a lot better. I don't want to hurt your hands. Yeah, they're soft. They are really soft. <laughs> my kids were uh, feeling my calloused hands at supper a couple of nights ago. Really? Dad, can I feel? I said, sure. Go right on. <laughs> 
They said, that's hard, Dad. Said, yeah, <laughs> they're a little rough. Just a little. Okay. Um, trying not to lose your sense of self when you become a mom, when you become a husband, wife, spouse, you know? It's... I was just thinking about that the other day. You know, what, what it's going to be like when we are going to be empty nesters. I mean, it's a long time away, but what is it going to be like? Because me and you have a great relationship. We have a friendship. I, th- I feel like a lot of divorces happen after kids leave because they're now not what do you friends. Have in common? What's that? Now what do you have in common? Now that yeah. your kids are gone. Careful now. Now that your kids are gone, like, what do you have in common? Now you don't have to work together for the kids. Right. Um, you got to share interests. Like, we share interests. We also have a lot of different interests, too. Get it together. Um. <laughs> Thought we was gonna lose you over there. Uh, you gotta have interest together. Um, you're big into plants. Um, I wasn't really, but the more that you're getting, I, I was at the store the other day, and I just seen a big purple mum and a big yellow mum. It's fall time here. Almost. And I was like, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get her some mums. So I just picked her up, too. I looked in the car. I was so excited. Uh, why did you not get a red one and a yellow one? They didn't have red. Leave your lights on. They're pretty cool. Maybe the viewers would like to see them lit up like that. Maybe. I just figured they were distracting. Which, they're not going anywhere anyways. The doors are locked. And yeah. It's about bedtime for them anyways. Yeah. Um, so on the topic of losing yourself, so like for me, it was really, cause like when you're in motherhood, you know, there's not anything else that you are, especially when you're in early motherhood, when your kid's young, there's not anything else you have time for, not anything else you have energy to be. You barely have energy to be that. Don't lose yourself just because you pushed a baby out. Gotta you gotta take, take time for that. Yeah, you gotta take time for that self care for you. It's hard. It's, but it's you really also hard for you. Have to have a partner that is willing and available to give you the time to get to where you need to be. So, and that goes back to yep. communication. You gotta talk. Yep. Yep. If you need more than what you're getting, just communicate it. I, I know it's easier said than done, but if practice what you preach it's hard to realize that's what you need because like a lot of the time I'm like I don't know you're like what do you want I'm like I don't have to I don't know I don't know something something anything I don't know okay okay Okay, so we're going to talk about how you can't have one without the other um, because just meeting someone's physical needs 
and not meeting their emotional needs, you you're not meeting the person as a whole. You're only meeting the person as you want to meet them. Maybe you are correct on that. Um, without emotional intimacy, almost every single time there will not be physical intimacy. It's hard to have that when you don't have emotional. Like if you're not my, if you're not meeting my needs as an emotional support person as you're supposed to be, how am I? How am I supposed to be in the mood? Right, I definitely see it. it I guess you could view it as taking care of another child. If they're not going to meet your needs or be willing to meet your needs. No, not really on that. I mean, to me, it just comes as common sense. I mean, I guess in my younger years, it wouldn't have been common sense. But now that we're older, it is. Yeah. Um, That was an issue that we had to overcome um because you are more of a your one of your main love languages is physical touch and I don't actually enjoy being touched and I think that's like a trauma thing I don't like to be touched a whole lot if I'm touched like continuously like like when you're like rubbing my legs sometimes it feels like my shit's on fire I I don't know but yeah you've gotten a lot better at that though too yeah I don't think you realize how much better you've gotten at it I tried you know I don't go out of my way to purposely do things that triggers your flashbacks or anything like that it's not second nature to me I don't think about that right now that I know that I cautiously try and watch what I'm doing that's so sweet I try to be sometimes love you love you Okay, how about how one of the main qualities couples lack or seem to forget is to just being kind to your partner? Yeah, I actually seen a TikTok that made me think about this also, which is why we both had it wrote down, I believe. Um, It said... I need to learn how to speak to my man even when I am mad at him. And I thought that was pretty neat. A lot of people, they yell and scream and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that I don't because I'm definitely guilty of it. You are as well. i seen you pointing your finger at yourself. <laughs> but we've gotten a lot better at it. And we constantly remind each other, you know, hey, let's bring it back down a notch and We've gotten a lot better about it. We have. It's, it's, um, we have gotten a lot better about it. It's hard to, in the heat of the moment, but like, also, we try to remember that we're, it's, we're not against each other. We're trying to come together, not separate. Right. It's me and you versus the problem, not me versus you. And that was a big battle that we had to learn about because it was always me versus you. Right. I don't know. One day it just kind of clicked. We just got older. Yeah. Life experiences. Yeah. And like learning who we are as like individuals because when we got together we were young. We were in our early 20s. 
And so you're you're still young. Some of your brain's still developing, and you know men mature until what their thirties or forties. Men never really truly mature. We're all children at heart, but our brain, technically, our I wouldn't even say brain. I know our bodies start dying at age twenty five. You stop growing, but you actually your body starts to deteriorate. Technically. I mean, you could be in your best shape of your life at 40, but your body's still technically dying. It's not getting Well, yeah, pain. every single day that passes, we've more than one close, day closer to dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's depressing. But anyways, nobody is making it out alive. I am so sorry. This is a big thing that I had to overcome. And I had this on my intro list. Um... I used to have a lot of like extential crises that would send me into a panic and a spiral in the middle of the night. I remember waking up at like two o'clock in the morning, at least two or three times a week, to you just sobbing in bed, thinking the world's gonna end, and you haven't done anything with your. It life. makes me want to cry thinking about it because I was so afraid. Like that's how I can remember feeling how afraid I was, and like. I attribute that a lot to my religious trauma too. So like when I went to the Christian school, I don't know, I don't know how to say it, but like there's age appropriate ways to teach this sort of stuff to kids. And the way that I was taught, I was afraid. And even though in the Bible, he says, do not be afraid. That's all I am is afraid. And I'm always afraid that I wasn't going to wake up. The next day, the sky's going to be falling. And it was so terrible. And so I watched this show. He's got a podcast, but the show is called Midnight Gospel. And it's like animated snippets of his podcast. And he had his mom on the podcast and she was dying. And they just, they talked about death. And it really just gave me a completely different perspective and I don't know I just yeah sometimes you have that thought that you're gonna be the one person you're gonna be that special case that isn't gonna die and you're gonna live forever and it's weird that's that's never gonna happen it's just not I don't think I'd ever want to live forever either towards the end of life everybody that I've talked to is ready and you're just tired I think you're permanently tired right. and you're just ready to be Like your body's tired. tired, your mind's tired. I mean, your brain's been running for like 70 years. Almost everybody you grew up with is gone. Partner might be gone. Yeah. I think you'd just be ready to go, to be honest with you. I, I definitely know I do not want to be in a nursing home. I know I don't. Not, no. Not even close. I'd rather die in a motorcycle accident. Okay, first of all, <laughs> we're going to stop right there. Um... No, I don't want to be in a nursing home either. I I don't want to die. Right, right. Saying I'd rather do that than a nursing home. Right. I don't want to be in a nursing home either. Um, I... No. And I want to be made into a tree. Same, please. Take my ashes, put it in with a tree. New life. Heck yeah. I like that idea. Um... I guess for the people that are watching, we can explain as to why we're in different clothes. <laughs> he fell asleep last night. 
left me. Anyways, yeah, we he I, fell asleep on me last night. Yeah, I ended up having to go put uh, our youngest child down, and in the process, apparently I was just tired myself, so I went. He put the baby to sleep and himself to sleep. Um, another point is um, <clears throat> relationships are a two-way street, and. It's not going to work if only one person's putting in the work. You both need to put in the work if you want it to work. And the work is hard and the work is exhausting. But worth it. What do you think is the most exhausting part about it? Trying to explain myself to someone who doesn't have my brain. Why I feel the way I feel about certain things. Why I do things the way that I do. Like when you question me why I don't clean one entire room and I do a little bit of cleaning in every room. Versus you go in one room, you do the tasks start to finish. And you always wonder why I can't do that. I don't know. Mm, I can't explain it to you because I don't know. Right, I like to do that just because start to finish you actually see a completed project. If I were to do a million tiny little things in each room, I wouldn't really even notice in my eyes. That's why I do that. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. But also, mm, I do a little bit in every room. I don't, I don't, I mean, I have finished... I've obviously finished a room start to finish. Never not cleaned a whole room at once. But usually my mind gets the better of me. I start in one room and I get distracted and then I end up in the next room. Like I'm taking dirty clothes to the basement and then I'm walking through the kitchen. I'm like, oh, hey, let me do this. I'm right here because my philosophy is if it takes two or three minutes or less, do it right then like if you like if you walk past a pile of fucking hang it walk past a pile of clothes and you just gotta pick them up and take them to the basket or the hamper i toss mine by the basement stairs and then put them in a basket and bring them downstairs so it takes me two minutes to walk them to where they need to go so i do it so i end up doing a bunch of like little tiny tasks but those tasks are also usually the ones you don't do. That's probably true. I usually try and focus on the main focus point of the room. Like, if you go into the kitchen, dishes. You see yeah. dishes, you see a dirty floor. He's a kitchen garbage. guy. <clears throat> He's the kitchen guy. I do not like a dirty kitchen at all. It okay. drives me up the wall. Okay, first of all, I wasn't even talking about the state of the kitchen. You just, the room that you usually clean is the kitchen. Heck yeah, because nobody else likes to do it. So I guess I just do it. But I wasn't trying to attack you or anything like that on the kitchen because our kitchen is clean. I know. So you you you've really turned around with your cleaning. You have. That was. I think that job. was also another trigger. So when refresh my memory, lady, you're asking the wrong person. Oh oh, um. So. My mom, when she would clean, she would get this really stank attitude and would just treat everybody terrible. And I remember when I first started coming around, we were, 
I understand. I understood your mom a little bit because your grandma had just passed and I was staying over because I was technically living with my brother at the time mm-hmm. before I moved into your place. And then your grandma died and you were down here for the funeral, not at your place. And we were sleeping and I remember it was like 2 o'clock in the morning and your mom's in the kitchen doing dishes, slamming cupboards and everything else. How the fuck are you going to sleep through that shit? It's really inconsiderate. It's that, that, And that's the thing. She would do it all hours of the day. It wouldn't matter when she was doing it. She was always slamming shit like she was pissed off that she had to fucking clean. And I'm like... Okay, I also think that's probably why I get so irritated when I have to clean. Like, maybe it's just hereditary. So, like, I've been working really hard to change my mindset because we deserve to live in a clean house. I don't. It makes me feel overwhelmed when the house is a mess. But then it's to the point I'm so overwhelmed that I can't move. And I just, I don't, I feel like there's too much stuff to do that I can't do it. Right, I I definitely get that. But even with the workload that we have now because you went back to work full-time about six months ago i work 60 plus hours a week you're working 40 hours a week on top of taking the kids to school and everything that you have to do and we got this podcast now that we have to record for and stuff i mean yeah we took a little bit of a time off because we were trying to figure out her new work hours and stuff but we're back so um even with the workload that we have now which was more than what it was at the old house it's like a night and day difference the way you're carrying yourself I should say your mannerisms like you're in a lot better mood and I don't know if it's the house a different mindset what happened but I don't know I couldn't even tell you I couldn't even tell you I just I feel better you might have been going through a depressive episode and not realize it. And, and when was this? When we were getting ready to move. I mean, the stress of moving. But I mean, you weren't getting you weren't getting sleep much. And when I went back to working as much hours as I was, as I am again, I mean, that was I'm a not, big I'm not working as many hours as I was the last time I was at this company because. We're not really working every Saturday now. I've worked one Saturday since I've went back to this job. Right. And it's been pretty decent. I mean, yeah, I'm it's working. It's been nice. I'm working 12-hour shifts and driving to Des Moines to do it. So figure on 14 to 15 hours a day, I'm not here. It doesn't leave much time for right anything. They, really, they don't. There's not enough hours in the day anyway. Yeah, it's what time is it right now it's like 10 it's 10.05 I should be in bed because I gotta get up at 4 but right now is our quality time and I'm enjoying it I am also enjoying it even though I can't see nothing <laughs> what do you, need to you see? look like a fucking train dude <laughs> choo choo <laughs> okay um, that brings us to our next point. Um, don't burn yourself out doing too much for others. So this is in any aspect doing too much for your spouse, your kids, your 
extended family, your friends, strangers, anybody. It applies to everybody and anybody. You can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So, self-care. That's you have to. It's, it's at minimum, at minimum. But don't talk to me because I am not the self-care queen. I don't do self-care here. Do what I say, not as I do. You definitely should uh, do self-care, though. Figure something out that you, is just for you to take your time that you need. I'll work around your schedule, however that needs to happen. Well, I feel like when I'm down here at night, I do, like, I have my, like, little diamond paintings that I do, and I'll, like, scroll on Facebook, and I haven't, um, I haven't yet, but I could also take a shower before I come into bed if I really wanted to. I just, I'm so tired by 3 o'clock that I'm just ready to sleep. Yeah, it's usually about 3 p.m. for me. I start getting the sleepies while I'm at work. It doesn't yeah. matter what I'm doing. I start getting tired. It's usually lasts about 15 minutes and then I'm back into my zone where I need to be again. Dang it. Don't look at my butt. Shoot. Shoot. Making all the racket over there. P pretty sure I have a slipped disc in my back got a nice hot patch on it right now and I've taken a couple ibuprofen to try and at least get a little bit of sleep tonight. It is definitely not fun. Man, I ain't got no time to be going to no doctor or nothing like that unless it gets to where I can't move. Well, I'm moving. <laughs> Ooh, stretch. What do you guys think of our new podcast setup? The orange with the orange and the blue with the blue. I kind of like it, but I posted it on it's Facebook. It's beautiful. And one of the persons said, do the color contrast. Put the orange chair with the blue wall and the blue chair with the orange wall. I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on that? That's not a bad idea. I'm a matching. Fucked up. Don't look at that, guys. So anyways. You're edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a matching kind of guy. I just color with colors. It's just my thing. I think it's always been my thing, though. My wife says I don't have a sense of style, but I do. I match a lot. First of all, I got these chairs. I picked out these blankets. So don't let him fool you into thinking that this was all him. <laughs> I, I never said I designed this podcast setup right here. I just said I'm good at matching. My chest is itchy, like right here. Like when Peaches is like, that makes my sternum itchy, like, <sighs> okay. Okay, so this is for you. Well, not for you, but this is, 
Not everything needs a resolution. Sometimes it just needs to be hurt. Yeah, that definitely is for me. I'm I'm a guy, so I'm a natural fixer. If something's broken, I want to get it fixed. And there's lots of times now where I ask you, do I, do I need to fix this situation? Or are you just venting? Because if you're just venting, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to listen. But if I need right. to fix it, I'm more than likely going to interject. It's not anything against you or anything like that. I interrupt you for the sole purpose. If I don't get it out right now, I will forget. Right. And I understand that. I understand that, too. I understand that, too. That's something that I also try to consider. Um, so I have a very forgetful mind, though, too. With yeah. With all the amount of concussions that I've had and stuff. Short-term memory. Yeah. It's it's not good. If I don't write it down, put it in a calendar, or have her remember it, there's a lot of things that I can't remember. But there's a lot of things that I can remember. I can remember a lot of useless shit, which does not make sense to me. I it's don't not useless. It. I, you'd be surprised in what ways things could be useful. I had to think of the word I wanted. Maybe in a trivia game or something. <laughs> we are really good at uh, Wheel of Fortune. Bro. You cannot compete because we the champs. I'd I'd like to get on the Wheel of Fortune show. I think that'd be really cool. Speaking of game shows, Bob Barker died. That was wild. I couldn't believe that. I mean, I I knew it was coming. It was more than likely going to be this year sometime. So sad, But it was just like Betty White. We knew it was coming, but I don't think anybody was ready. Heck no. Now what am I going to do when I'm sick? Oh, wait. Now what are my kids going to do when they're sick? <laughs> they can't even watch Jerry Springer in the afternoon because he's know. gone now, too. I know. Still got uh, Judge Mathis, Judge Judy, People's Court. I think Steve Wilco's show. You can probably watch Rachel Ray still. Shoot, I... You can still watch Price is Right with Drew Carey, though. He's not yeah. too bad. He's, he's a pretty like decent it. host. When he first came over, though, I was not impressed because I was, I was so used to Bob. Yeah, I was concerned. <laughs> but then he really turned it around. He's a damn good game show host. He is. But nothing, nothing right now for game shows beats Family Food. Family yeah. Food is where it's at. Steve Harvey, dude, he's the man. He's a goat. Hold on. The stupid pad in my shirt's twisted. About to just rip it out. Anyways, whatever. Put uh, away. <laughs> sorry. Um, emotional thinking versus logical thinking. This is one you had written down, so you take the lead on this. All right. Um, emotional thinking and logical thinking. Now I, I I'm gonna say I did get this from an, uh, this piece. I would say f- this information from another podcast because it made sense I figured I'd go ahead and add it in ours as well um, men are more logical thinkers and women are more emotional thinkers which is why they can get so upset over something that we find is trivial it's little it doesn't matter and you guys just think it's the end of the world sometimes So just because we have different priorities and different emotions means you think logically and I don't? You react off of your mental state. You don't react off of what 
you would if you were not thinking with your mental state. Is that a gender thing or is that a like autistic thing, woman ADHD thing? No, it's just gender based. It is male versus female. And there has been several instances where you're really worked up and you're like, I don't understand why you're not upset by it. I'm just not. That doesn't mean you're logically thinking. How many times have you literally had no logic to your thinking? I'd like an example, please. We drove all the way to Oklahoma and picked up this truck. How many miles to the gallon did it get? It got nine miles a gallon, but it was rust-free. Make it make sense. It looks good from about 20 feet away. So that's logically thinking? It ain't. The picture's lying. It It was still a good-looking truck. Nah, that's not logical at all. Logically, it would be buy one here, but then logically you have rust. And they're just deteriorated. We live in the rust belt. If you don't want rust, rust. you buy a brand new vehicle. If you can't afford a brand new vehicle, you just go buy something from the south. Or drive it. Or guess what we about to do again? Go to the south and get another one. All right, I got a topic that we're going to talk about, and this is actually from my notebook because it resonated with me a lot that I thought about this, and I thought about this for years closures in a relationship that no longer exists and the importance of it so everybody knows that this is not my first marriage I'm not name dropping or anything like that I have no animosity towards my ex-wife with that being said I did for a very very long time because I just didn't understand now I could probably say we could chalk it up to being young didn't know what we wanted I don't know maybe it was because I couldn't provide the way that she thought she needed provided for and there's probably some truth to that because she came from money she came from money I did not I've I've worked my ass off now my parents if we ever needed help or something like that yeah they're gonna help us but when it come down to the way that I treated her I I had a lot of bad episodes with uh, my diagnosed medical condition Um, I actually went and got diagnosed Um, I knew I had something and I had a misdiagnosis and got it done went and got re-diagnosed if that makes sense does that make sense re-diagnosed okay um so I I know I wasn't the nicest but then when it was done when when I, I was working out in California and working with her dad and I just had a weird feeling or something like that and I called her because we hadn't really talked much that day I remember that and I just simply asked her hey What's going on? Are you wanting to split? Or are you wanting a divorce or what? And 
I mean, I'm 22 at the time. I'm young. But I never got that closure. She just said yes. And then we had a horrible falling out. We couldn't get divorced for many years. And... It fucked with my head. I can't. I jumped right into the relationship that Brittany and I have right now because I wanted that normalcy back in my life, and it was hard for us. But we 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 did it, and I wouldn't change my relationship for the world now. But at that time, it took a long time for me to try and even get over my ex-wife, because I still had feelings for her, even though I was in a new relationship, which sucks. It really sucks for my wife now, Brittany. I mean, we've we've talked about this, so. We're back. So anyways. Um, the closure, closures in relationship is what we were talking about. Well, what I was talking about. Because I never got that closure from my last relationship, and it affected this one when we first started out. Let's hear your side of it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I didn't get closure in my relationship with my ex. He literally packed up when I was hanging out with my mom one day from her apartment and moved back home. So, um, but that was several years before Andy and I got together. So I don't know if I was just over it or he just sucked it off that I didn't care. It's amazing what two damaged people can create. Okay, allowing your actions to speak louder than your words. There's a lot of people out there that... You can say whatever you want, but if you're not going to back that up with your actions, it don't mean nothing. Exactly, so if you suck at doing housework, you don't need to go to your significant other all the time and say, Hey, I just did this. Give me a round of applause. You shouldn't do that. You should be doing that anyways, if that is what you guys are doing, you know? Facts. No printer. Running low on ink. (laughs) Is that new hip lingo? I I heard it on a TikTok. I don't know, dude. I don't know this lingo. I just say it ironically until I can't say it any ironically anymore and then I just say it. I remember my sister, she would, um, maybe I asked her what the ASL was, because I did not know, and she proceeded to tell me, because my sister, she's eight years younger than me and my brother, almost nine, yeah, no, not almost nine, just a little over eight, yeah, um, I asked what ASL meant, and she proceeded to tell me that it meant as hell. Like, as hell. Well, our age, it meant age, sex, location. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't know. I don't know the lingo. And then people talking with emojis. I don't do that. I, I don't know. You do. You do. I I can't figure it out. I, I'll use the, the sweating emoji, but that's about all I know. Yeah, because I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Relationships require growth, forgiveness, and outside. Oh wait, oh wait, no, 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 no. Relationships require growth and forgiveness. That is true. Um, there's been several instances where 
when we were in our toxic beings, we would work through the problem, but you never truly forgave. And you held on to that for a long time. And it put a strain on our relationship. And you, you've since worked that through that. I've worked through it with you and stuff like that and gotten us to where we need to be. But there was a lot of things that got held for a very, very long time. Yes. But then again, we're not perfect either. We're learning. Hold on. I got a message. Damn. Yeah, daddy's got to go to bed. All right. Simmer down. Simmer down now. Simmer down. All right. Um, yeah, no, he mentioned on a previous episode, or maybe earlier in this episode, um, about how I can hold a grudge, and he ain't kidding. He ain't kidding, yeah. Um, I just don't see a use in it. It's exhausting. It takes away from It does. You it, holding on to that takes so much from me, and like, why am I giving someone else that power? That's my power, and why am I going to let it be that, you know? Um, next point is giving up just because. That was on your list. So you need to elaborate on that. You don't want to. You can't give up just because you want to. I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember writing that down. Okay, just because things are hard, you can't quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a dead topic because I don't remember. But (laughs) (laughs) that's all right. Um, how did having kids affect us? You go ahead and start with that one, bro. Your computer is blowing up. I know. I just um, want to talk to you. I know. How did having kids affect us? Okay, so... It... It took away who I was. And it took away who we were before that. So, like, I felt like becoming a parent took away everything that I had. And so that put a strain on me mentally. And then that doesn't account for any of the emotional emotional damage that I encountered along the way with PPD, PPA and everything else and then putting strain on our marriage it was awful it was awful um I mean we mentioned before to the point that we thought that we weren't gonna make it and um so you know kids kids take a lot out of you Kids give you a lot, but they take a lot they out do. of you. There's been several people that think a baby is going to fix their relationship, um, and that is not the case. Strong relationships split up because it's children. It happens every single day. We were almost the we were almost the statistic. statistic. That is tough to say. Fast <laughs> peripheral. Knock it off. <laughs> Hey, if your mom's listening, it's couscous. Anyways. Lip ass. <laughs> okay, so funny story. <laughs> Sidebar. So when I was pregnant with my, or when I was breastfeeding my first child, I was um, pumping and was freezing my breast milk. Oh, okay, well, my daughter wouldn't take the breast milk. I'm like, what in the heck? Well, I was in a parent, I was in a bunch of mom groups and someone typed L-I-P-A-S-E. I've never heard that word before, so I just pronounced it how it looked. Lip ass. (laughs) 
and so I'm talking to his mom, who's a nurse. <laughs> talking to his mom, who's a nurse, and I was like, "Yeah, I think my breast milk is the best." I can't believe I'm telling everybody this story right now. <laughs> and she's like, lip ass, what is that? And I was like, I don't know, this. And she goes, that's, that's lip paste. I said, shut up. I've just been talking about lip ass for like days. <laughs> oh, my God. So anytime she says something, she mispronounces something. She went to the store and she was looking at something and she's like, there's this crocus. She's like, I don't know what this is. Is this crocus? Do you know what crocus is? <laughs> It was couscous. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, how did having kids affect you? Um, in the beginning, it didn't really seem to affect me differently. Like, I knew that I always wanted to be a dad. I knew I had the potential to be a great dad. I would not say I'm great by any means. I'm a fairly decent dad. I'm present when I'm here. Obviously, my job takes a lot of my time. But I help out with the suppers. I help out with the bath times and stuff like that. So I'm here. I'm present. And we play together and stuff like that. Probably not as much as we need to or could. There's a lot of times I am just physically exhausted where I can't keep my eyes open I I fell asleep in this chair here what was that last Thursday Friday something like that I had to go do something and I just fell asleep right here sitting up talking to Brittany team no sleep over here hey you're messing with the camera But today was Monday and wasn't too bad of a day once we got going. Had to have a company come and fix the machine. I'm tired of this. Well, stop replying. I'm tired of this, Grandpa. Having kids is tough. It's very tough. But rewarding. Very rewarding. I couldn't imagine my life without them. Like, it's insane. They're little assholes, though. They really are. Ooh, Each and every one of them in their own hands. way. Everybody always says, oh, I have three beautiful children. Stop lying. I have gremlins. Uh, I wouldn't say Feral. stop lying because your children might be beautiful to you, but I promise you not every single child is a cute kid. Don't feed them after midnight. They're serious. They're insane. Um. Okay, so... Um, someone wanted us to bring up outside influences on um, our children, which could be anything from social media, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram. It can be regular TV shows that they watch on TV. It can be other people like other kids Rilla got on a big Lele kick one for a little while she hasn't mentioned it her in a while though no she uh, was watching Lele a lot last year and it was just a little too out of her age range yeah she, it started out with Jojo Siwa she loved yeah. Jojo and then we got to then we got to take her to see Jojo in concert and then last minute our son have I been name dropping no oh good um then our son went with us and 
he was he was too young to go to the con really too, too young to go to the concert but it was a kid concert it was he loved kid it. friendly he he had a good time but he also sat in the seat and just sucked his thumb and pouted too because he didn't want to get up and have a good time I don't think he understood exactly what it was and to be fair he probably didn't understand what it was but he just wanted to right. be included so didn't realize that like hey we, we're we at got a a, we got him included name drop that was before we had our youngest no it wasn't I was at the hotel with her. She was there? Yes. February of 2022. She was a few months old. You're right. You are right. <clears throat> yep. I forgot about that. That was another reason why you didn't go, because you had our youngest there. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> the first one of the whole episode, so. Um, seeing. So, a lot has changed. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. So, like, when I was young, Photoshop was really big in changing the way women's bodies look to make them look unattainable in real life. Um, so that was a lot of what was going on in my teenage years. I, I feel like a lot of our generation, though, has brought back that natural beauty to where the kids aren't, like, our oldest, she likes to do her makeup and stuff like that just because it's fun, it's playtime to her. Mm-hmm. But just to wear makeup to feel pretty, she she not really she doesn't do that. She just likes it because it makes her feel older and stuff. But you don't wear a lot of makeup either. You just have natural beauty. If you wanted to wear makeup, you could, but I, I prefer the natural beauty. I know. That's why I have... Natural hair, natural face, natural everything. So anyways, um, <clears throat> what was I saying? I'm trying to remember what I was saying and you won't stop talking to me. <laughs> Outside influences. We weren't talking about makeup. Photoshop. Okay. We were talking about Photoshop. So, um, nowadays it isn't so much... The Photoshop that causes self-image issues, it's more influencers not showing their whole lives. They're only showing part of their lives, and that's the, oh, I'm eating a nice healthy meal, or I'm on a nice healthy diet. They don't, you know, that's your, it's social media, you're only seeing what people want you to see, so that is something that you have to watch for, especially if your kids do a lot of social media, because even though that is not the intention of influencers, it kids kids pick up weird things to do. So you have to ensure, I know that ensuring that your kids are watching certain things, it's a pain in the ass, but also it's for the betterment and the best interest of your children. So, um, go ahead. I agree with that statement. But I've also seen some of those so-called influencers, and I and they are influencers because they're influencing the young generation. But they don't do anything. What are they doing to influence them? They're not doing anything. They're taking lavish vacations, driving fancy cars, because everybody's paying for that shit. You want an influence? Go look at your grandpa who worked his life away. You want an influence? Go look at your mom who took care of 17 children or something. Exaggerated number, but 
I mean, go look at somebody close to you for an influence that has worked hard to get where they are at and not somebody like the Kardashians just getting hand over fist. Okay, but like, if you could be born into money, why wouldn't you? Yeah, it would be alright if we were born into money, but... There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't say there's nothing nothing, wrong with it. There's something wrong with the people who choose to hoard their wealth versus share it. Which is another another thing you brought up was that how the lack of money is the root of all evil, not money being the root of all evil. I think the hoarding of resources is the root of all evil. I think big wigs making up prices to get the most money into their pockets while not making it possible for us to have the best life in the best country so I, I that's I definitely feel like our wages should have went up with the 2020 uh, what was it 2020 or 2021 our inflation rose 20% 20% usually it's like 2 to 3% a year and that year it rose 20% and it hasn't went back down to where a lot of people aren't meeting the needs well, that they need to so that's another thing that like older generations like to bring up oh the younger generations don't like to work okay there's a difference in just choosing work just to make money and knowing your value and choosing not to work for shitty workers and or shitty companies and shitty employers that's not not wanting to work that's knowing your value and choosing not to accept anything less that's a difference in between that generation and this generation you are correct on that I do feel like the younger generation does lack pride in their work. They might work, but I feel like a lot of them do lack pride. I've seen a lot of people come and go in the heavy equipment world that just don't care because they feel it as another job. To me, it's a career. I'm, I'm proud of what I do. And I'm not saying that there's not those people out there in every single generation that don't want to work because that is... It doesn't matter what year you were born. <laughs> that will affect anybody, but... I just hate because I feel like that's why I didn't work for a lot of the time. I wasn't going to accept anything less than X amount because I know my experience. I know my worth. Why would I accept anything less, especially if it's not going to benefit me in another way? Right. With your instance, we had children at home. Had we not had children at home choosing not to work because you know your value still doesn't bring in money when you could be financially helping right that that case now that all depends on what kind of relationship you have like with you you wanted to stay home i said okay i don't care i made enough money to where it was financially possible and not really though we it was tight we made it it work it was tight and i mean now now if you really wanted to stay home you could you could i know you could but you said you wanted to work, and I'm okay with that. If you want to work, you bring, you bring in money if you want to. I enjoy what I do, um, but, okay. Hmm. Um, 
if I so you brought up okay but if you know your worth and you're not working you're not bringing any money okay so if I just get any job willy-nilly just because it's gonna bring in money okay then what happens when my mental health tanks what then I should just be willing to take a hit on my mental health because I'm bringing in money because this these newer generations give a shit about your mental health they give a shit like I can tell you right now that I would rather work for a millennial boss than a boomer boss because we actually give a shit our generation definitely does care more than the baby boomer generation um it was just a different time that they didn't they weren't brought up like we were so we can't fault them for that we can we can we can we can fault so them for the lack of So you're going to sit here and you're going to fucking tell me that just because someone was grew up in a racist way we shouldn't hold them accountable Oh no absolutely because at some point it becomes your problem your fault at some point but you can't hold them 100% accountable for <clears throat> the way they were raised you can't now, There's books. There is lack of empathy in the boomer generation. There is. Um, beat your ass. I don't remember where I was going with it. I lost it. Yeah. Yeah, if your mental health tanks. So... What kind of stress do you think you're going to have if you can't afford your bills? How's your mental health going to last then? You just added more by not going to work. Right, but we're not talking about when I'm by myself. We're talking about in a situation where... If you wanted to be a stay-at-home wife or stay-at-home mom, then Mm -hmm. you could. Mm -hmm. I understand that. For the people that don't have that option, though. Right. You have to get up, get your ass to work. Right. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Because otherwise, one you're not going to be able to afford your bills. Right. Two, you're going to add more mental load on you because you can't afford your bills. Right. It all comes down to the lack of money is the root of all evil. If everybody made a certain amount of money, the world would be okay. a better place. Well, I couldn't even say that because our government would just skyrocket No, that's why we should all just shit. Our, our we are trash. leaving the country. No. Not really. Probably going to have another civil war, though. I believe in the country. Mm-mm. I'm going to stay and fight for the Americans. The Americans that love us so much. The people like me and you. Okay. No, I'm not fighting for the government. I love my country. I hate my government. I want everybody in the world to succeed. I want everybody to prosper and live a lavish life. But, I just uh, wish But that we also had... comes down to work you sometimes you have to work for it well yeah you of course you have to work for your dream not everything's going to be just given to you and be readily available that's not what anybody is saying don't look at my piggies not for free don't look at them don't um nobody's saying that we should just get everything handed to us but like in order for us just to live a basic life, your minimum wage job should pay for that. You should be able to live in the smallest studio apartment that there is available, the most 
healthy basic foods because at this rate here on minimum wage one you can't afford anywhere to live two you're definitely not going to be able to get fresh fruits and veg um everything's going to be processed and that's another thing everything here is over processed we're not eating food we're eating food like products so I, we could grow our own stuff as long as you got land here you're muted yeah, but we can grow our own stuff as long as we got you got land or from what like seeds, that. from the seeds from who? Meaning what? Where do the seeds to grow your own stuff come from? In the store or in the ground. I mean, you can go you can go out to a garden or whatever, take a tomato, replant that tomato. Where did that tomato come from? Where did that tomato ultimately come from? The ground. <laughs> I'm not fucking mad. Hey, babe. I'm gonna take my boots off real quick. Make what happen? I'll put it up there, yeah. Yeah, I can. What? Why'd I do that? I don't know. Shit. <laughs> Shit. I'm glad I, I didn't gonna, get it all the way. I was just gonna let you do it since you was taking them off for me. <laughs> no, I forgot. <laughs> pull. You pull. Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> Uno. Uno más. Uno más. Let this stink. Stirred. Does that smell like diesel? It smells like sweat. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my boot because my boots no, are by your, your face. feet, bro. I'm not your bro. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean no. to. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my god. <sighs> I need to put some jammies on. Yeah. Well. We say goodbye. I think we should. I think we should call it. It's like eleven o'clock. Hey. I gotta get up at four. Okay. Thanks so, for listening. Sorry, this was a two-parter. No, I'm not sorry. You get what you get. <laughs> Thank you guys for supporting us, though. I do appreciate it. I could do a Gen X heart and a millennial heart. Are you done? No. <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.